It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blank, Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the January 2nd edition of Net Income. I am your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, also known as Shoe Money. Today is the 23rd episode of Net Income. Um, that means we have like three episodes left to fulfill my current contract, and we have three really good ones left, including today's, which features none other than SEO Black Hat Quadzilla himself. Before we get to that, I just want to wish every, or actually say, I hope everybody had a great holiday season, and um, just talk about a few upcoming events. We. We, uh, me and Andrea, will be at the Affiliate Summit West in Las Vegas. Um, We also have new VIP limited edition Affiliate Summit West t-shirts that are black shoe money shirts that we'll we'll have at the Webmaster Radio booth only. So stop by the Webmaster Radio booth in Las Vegas and pick up your black VIP shirt. So without further ado, let's bring on today's guest, Mr. Quadzilla. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, no problem. Also, as always, we have Andrea, who assists me as always with the show, um, and she'll assist us with questions in the chat room. And also, people can call in live if you want. Eddie, just spam the number in there. It'd be great. So, Quadzilla, you want to talk a little bit about maybe your background before we get into some of these questions, maybe how you got started in this business? Uh, well, I have a background in just in a, in a bunch of different things. I was a stockbroker at age 18. Basically, I, I've been following the money for a long time. Stockbroker at age 18. I, I started. I tried to get into the uh, Internet.com boot, uh, boom a little bit late in uh, 99, 2000 with uh, venture capital fundraising. And then I went into outside executive sales with uh, SBC, which is now AT&T. And uh, I decided I wanted to get a, away from where I had to work at any one given place, you know, report to work. So I decided to get into internet marketing, so I can uh, have a portable income to go anywhere in the world. And so around 2004, I started doing that, and here's where I am today. All right, well, we have a lot of questions to get to. Um, Andrea, do you want to you want to start with the questions that were posted? Yeah, actually, I think the best question that was posted was from a guy named Bruce who wanted to know: Is it true once you go black, you never go back? <laughs> well. Um, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know about never, because you never know what's going to happen with um, with the algorithms. Maybe uh, maybe the search engines will get it right one of these days and put us all out of business, and we'll have to go all white hat. So I won't say never, but um, there's certainly a lot of appeal in being able to being able to game the search engine algorithms. And I also want to. Um, I mean, I come from a background of like computer security, and in that world, black hat has like a whole different meaning than it does, or, or view maybe. Than it does in, in like SEO in the SEO world. I mean, like there, it's like black hats are the most respected probably people in um, the computer security world, and a lot of people that you contract to check out your security are black hats, and and a lot of people wear white hats, are pussies, white hats suck, shirts and stuff like that. Sure. So, you know, it's it's kind of interesting when in these two worlds, it's like when I show up at a search engine conference, my wife one time on a bus said, "Oh, my husband's a black hat spammer or something," you know, and was joking but right. everybody turned around like and i was like oh, hey, really? hey 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 you know yeah. that, that's not a fun thing we throw around here you know so right right anyway yeah. I, you know i mean so for us white hats like myself you know it's like it's just fun to to uh just it's just so wild everybody thinks like black hat and search engine is illegal and i think maybe we should address that as well i mean where do you draw sure. the line? I mean, a lot of a lot of people really don't understand what what um what black hat seo is a lot of people think that it's, uh, you know, the easy route, when in fact it's, a lot of times it's, uh, it's the more, adv- most of the time, it's the more advanced and it's the harder route. Um, someone who's new and, uh, you know, really wet behind the ears is going to have a lot more success in general, start, you know, getting their feet wet in the white hat world than uh, trying to have any success in, in, in black hat, because it is a lot more technical. You know, we, we're, we're really working on trying to uh, min-max the, um, min-max the, the algorithms which basically mm-hmm. means, 
you look at everything that's being done in the algorithms, you try to figure out what it is, and you say, how can we, how can we um, instead of doing, if something works to a, a very small degree, what happens if we take that, whatever is being successful, and multiply it by a thousand or a million? Right. Because if uh, you can get like a 10 cent profit and multiply that by a million, that end, it starts adding up to real money. Sure. So it's really just throwing volume at a, so throwing major volume at a, at a simple problems. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, the first question I thought was kind of a, we jump right into it, was posed by none other than Mr. Matt Cutts. I don't know if you saw this on my blog. But I did yeah, see that. <laughs> he said, um, okay, here's my interview question. What are all your sites? Please start with the most successful black hat ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure, we'll go. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's got a pen. I'm sure he's got a pen and paper re- ready. And uh, I'm sorry to let you and yeah. everyone else down on this, but um, that's not something I go into. Because and then the uh, second part of that was, if you were a search engine, what would you tackle next to reduce web spam? Um, that, you know, I saw that question. It is an interesting question. It's um. Uh, the the problem that, the problem that Google has right now is everything that they do is is reactive it, it seems so they're, what they're doing is they um they put up a certain algorithm they because it's uh what it's done is they'll um their web spam team will look at um they'll they'll take a list of results and they'll apply a new filter to it and um, the the head of the team and not not looking for a specific result to appear like they won't hand code the results but they'll say if we apply this filter or we, if we apply that filter to the algorithm which gives us the best general results. So they're very reactive in, in as far as what what's being done to improve the a- algorithm. You know, sure. so um, as far as what's going to work for moving forward, it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to say because um, whatever they do, we're kind we're um, we're going to look at what they do and game it in the future. Okay. Now there was um, a, a question in the chat room. People are wanting to know how many sites do you actually have. I have more than a thousand and less than a hundred thousand. There you go. And so, and also, uh, I know that you run some very big name sites, and you have some very big corporate clients that, mm-hmm. that have enlisted your service. So, I mean, I think a lot of people think that you just do like a bunch of spam, and that's it. But no, there's I, a lot of people hiring Black Hat, and I talked about this before on the show, just because, well, it's 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 really the missing uh, link that not everybody's regurgitating. Well, yeah, that's, that's absolutely it's absolutely true. I mean, even if, even if you're a white hat, it really pays to to study what's going on in the, in the black hat realm because you kind of get a better understanding of uh, what direction the algorithms are going in, what's going to work in the future, and um, even you could apply a lot of the concepts that are that are that work in black hat to uh, to things that may fall within uh, technically within uh, Google's webmaster guidelines. So you might mm-hmm. it might be like um, I think the term the term is sometimes called rules lawyering, where you say. Well, you guys didn't say technically we can't do this, so we're going to go ahead and do this. You know, if you're on the cutting edge of what's what exactly is going on, you might you might be on top of something before they even make a rule to ban it. If that makes Got sense. You. Okay, and then um, kind of going to the next question here, uh, Gotti, who's who's actually in the chat room, had a, a question. He said, if you had to stick to white hat techniques, how would your income compare to what you're making now? If it's an interesting question, I mean, it would be it would be less, but um, there are ways to there are ways to stick um, basically within Google's webmaster guidelines. But what, what you have to do is, um, like, let's say you're starting out right now and you want and you, ha- you want to go white hat and you're pretty much going from scratch, but you have a a fair bit of knowledge. What you'd want to do is you'd want to buy a, an old an establish you'd want to buy an established website and improve improve the content on it and uh, do link bait and things of that nature. Okay. So um, how um, would the income compare? It, well, it would be less, but um, I'd still find a way. I mean, because you're always looking out for maybe they'll, you know, maybe Google or somebody will, pa- will lobby Congress to pass some kind of laws to outlaw what we're doing. So you, you know, there, we have <laughs> we have kind of a knee-jerk legislature right now, and you know, the most uh, intelligent laws aren't always created. So you always have to uh, hedge your bets and be ready for whatever changes come next. All right. So um, our next question here is from uh, Mia, who says, "Which is the most efficient black hat technique you've ever used?" Ever? Let's see. I guess uh, ever. 
Well, I mean, uh, it, it comes it comes in spurts. I mean, so, sometimes you know things will work for things will work for a bit, and then they won't work. So what worked? Um, I mean, I, I'm sure you get this all, get this all the time. Where um, sure. someone someone will look at what you wrote maybe a year ago, and they'll say, you, you know, you don't know what the hell you're doing. This doesn't work yeah. at all. And you're just like, well, it really worked great when we wrote about it, or when I was doing it. But yeah, of course, it doesn't work now. So um, right, you're, you know, right now the the big thing is uh, parasite hosting and and um, piggybacking off of the trust, essentially, of other sites to do uh, redirects to affiliates. That's and the I thing that's that, working best right now. That also might cover on Matt's Matt Cutts's uh, question, which was, what would you tackle next to reduce web spam? I mean, I personally. The, the power they give to these huge, you know, like, well, they don't really boost Blogspot, not nothing like MSN does, but they definitely yeah, boost loves WordPress. <laughs> yeah, well, if I, if I were alive and I wanted to combat web spam, I would, I would ban Blogger. I would never list anything from Blogger in, in right. my results if I were alive. Yep. So I don't know I, if that's I, the, exactly the answer that Matt was looking for. Sure. Well, but, I know uh, he's heard that. I mean, he's heard that basically every time I've heard him ask people, what's the single biggest problem with web spam, it seems like they always say, like hosted, hosted blogs, blogger, you know, WordPress.com, sure. those kinds of hosted blogs. Yeah. All right, so it's about time to take our first break. So I believe we have Mark producing us today. So, Mark, let's go ahead and take our first break, and we'll be back in about two minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Radio's virtual autobahn. Webmasterradio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolucion! Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jeremy Shoemaker. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody. And, uh, Andrew, if you could spam the uh, phone number in the chat room, that would be great. As always, you can call in and ask uh, myself or our guest. Today is uh, SEO Black Hat Quadzilla. So let's get back to some of the questions here. Josh Wex writes in and wants to know what are your top 10 PPC black hat tips. Do you do much uh, I'm paper click? I'm actually not. I'm, I'm, I know that there's a ton of money on the table for PPC. People are always telling me, you know, you have to do a lot more of this, but it's just it's not something I've, I've put a lot of uh, time and energy into. And um, black hat and PPC um, really, uh, it, it, comes down to, it comes down to click fraud, and I'm not all that comfortable, you know, playing in click, in click fraud. Sure. I don't yeah, I really think that. Yeah, it, fall, it falls outside of what I would what I would uh, what I would think respectable black hat to do. Right. I mean, if that, it might sound like an oxymoron, but um, I think the uh, you know click uh, black you know for an oxymoron because uh, you know you think black hats are always the evil ones or whatever. But um, I try sure. to you know I have I have my own ethical guidelines that I that I go by and you know fraud doesn't really fit there. 
So, and, uh, um, that, that's really what I, you know, what I would think of if I thought of black hat uh, PPC. I mean, all all the stuff that you can still make a ton of money in in PPC doing all white hat stuff. You just need the right kind of tracking software and and to be hitting the right markets. Yeah, we we actually I did some shows with Chris Jones from Pepper Jam, and um, and he talked a little bit about black hat PPC, which was more like bid shadowing, bid cloaking, and also uh-huh. like um, you know blocking out. Uh, well, there's there's a lot of black hat pay-per-click stuff you can do without really fraudulent things, and oh, maybe sure. that's another I, show. Well, well, I, well, yeah, well, bit, well you know, bit, you know, like you're saying, bid shadowing, and uh, you know, tr- you know, make, making sure that you're just uh, one penny or whatever under, underneath what the the current bid is for, or one penny over, whatever it is. I don't really, I wouldn't really considering that consider that black hat. I mean, I guess some people would, but that's really just just playing the game correctly. And I think uh, Google's doing some things to try to to try to stop that with their. Um, Quality score nonsense. Okay, you know, bidding exactly one penny below might might not even get you a placement above, or you know, one penny above won't necessarily get you the next highest placement. There are other, there are now there are other mystical things that go into the equation. Okay, now uh, on to the next question that was posed by John. He says, "Why do you hardly post anything about Black Hat anymore?" Well, actually, uh, I did a post about that uh, uh, about a month or two ago about why uh, most of what I'm posting on the blog is uh, is uh, link bait or is a, is a lot more white white hat or internet marketing geared. And the main reason is because I would um, for you know for a long time I would do a lot of posts about. Uh, There's really two reasons. One is for a long time I've done a lot of posts about you know black hat techniques, and for the most part those those posts don't get any link love. People read them, they say cool, they go do the stuff. But they don't really, they don't really like to link to it because a lot of people are of the uh, you know are of the idea. I don't want this getting out anymore. I don't want this particular technique getting out because once, you know, if you have right now, I have I think what twelve thousand people a day reading the blog. If you know even ten uh, percent of them start using a technique, it might get worn out pretty quickly. Right. So I mean, I I personally, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of reading regurgitated white hat SEO. I mean, it's like okay, I get it. You're supposed to use description tags and this. I've never been one for SEO. I just, I just haven't. I've been more of a, I build a, a cool service, and if it, if it brings, I mean, it should bring people on its own. I mean, my blog does crap, and the, I mean, it's like completely supplemental. I get zero traffic from Google, but yet I still get, you know, 10,000 minimum unique hits a day, and sometimes right. 30,000 if I get dug. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I just always build sites that I think are of value, and I mean, I know Jason Calcanis said, or Cal, however you say his name, said yeah. the same thing, and he got flamed for it, that SEO is bullshit. I'm not saying it's bullshit, but I, I would rather spend time building quality content that people link to and get traffic that way than I would trying to impress a search engine and, and build a site for a search engine. So Yeah, yeah. To, to, to a large extent, uh, basic old-school white hat SEO really shouldn't take you more than four hours to learn. I mean, that's that's really the truth. Like the old, you know, basically, you know, like, like you said, the title tag, uh, even the description tag is now back in style. You know, yep. uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, key, uh, test different keyword densities every now and then to see what they're doing with the algorithms, and, and you're really fine. I mean, um, you might want to basically while you're doing the content, you might want to sprinkle in the uh, the frequency of a few a few keywords as far as white hat is concerned. And beyond really, that, really, you should be really you should be focusing on. Like you said, building a good quality service or good quality product. And, um, oh, the second point I was going to say about why I'm not posting the black hat techniques that we, that we do on the blog is because I can post them on the forum and people will pay me money for them. So. There you go. And, and I really think one of the, I mean, just, just sticking with the kind of regurgitation of white hat, um, I'm not saying all SEO by any means is bullshit, but I'm saying, like, you, uh, boy, this is, okay, if you look at, like, Okay, like for instance, I think it was iPower, iTraffic, whatever one sued Aaron Wall because he released their documents of what they do for their clients, which basically was email all your people and get backlinks, put, submit right. your things to these directories, change your title right. tags, change your meta description tags. And like there's other firms like Bruce Clay and all these, I mean, Eric Ward and these white hats just go on and on forever. But then there's yeah, companies stuff, like... That, that stuff really is trash. Right. I mean, and if that, if, and if that really, if that is where... Um, you know, if that were was where Jason was was putting his his remarks, and I do agree with it to a large extent. There's really no justification for for charging any real amount of money for those for those kind of services. I mean, it should right. be maybe 
you know, you're talking maybe seriously like $5,000 or less for, for a consulting job that's old school white hat on page stuff. But so, beyond that, I mean, the, the future of it is, I mean, I want to say link bait, but I really, uh, you know, like, um, like Brian, a copy blogger says, there really is a crappy, a crappy term for it. I mean, if we can come up with something that's a little bit better for, for what link bait really is and uh, market that, then, um, then that's really where the, where the future for white hat consulting lies, in my opinion. Well, what I was, was getting to was basically comparing that to a company like Greg Bozer's SEO firm and also like Range Media, who Todd Friesen, who are both um, used to be extremely good black hats. And, yeah. and, they're not a, and, they're, and they definitely still keep up on black hat stuff. But it, and they're not scared of it to, to, like, embrace how it works. But at the same time, they can recognize it and then put that into their white hat clients, you know, and, and teach them from there. So I definitely yeah, think I mean, I that... Have a, I, have a lot, I have a lot of respect for, for Greg. I haven't, I haven't actually met him, but um, uh, the ideas and the directions that he goes in on, the, on when he does decide to do blog posts are, are often very good and very interesting. Yep. Um, and I would think that no one's going to go wrong hiring him as a SEO consultant. Yeah, totally. Actually, I, I recommend him to everybody that asks me. I mean, it depends on their budget. Um, if I feel they're just looking for a single person, I'll, I'll send them to Aaron Wall. If I think mm-hmm. they're looking for uh, for a firm, I'll send them to, to Greg Bozer because I think the Web Grill, I like their whole business model and stuff. So anyway, and actually, I don't know if they're doing a live show after this, but uh, you know, they always do a great show on here. All right, yeah. so next question. I've actually um, got one from the chat room. Okay. Bring it on. Uh, Wingrib Man wants to know that you said that you've got between 1,000 and 100,000 sites. Uh, do you prefer .com, sites, .info, or do you have any other preferences, or do you just go after them all? Um, well, um, uh, the .com, is, the dot com is, is, most, is most preferable, but, um, and sometimes you have to pay, but often you have to pay a premium to get, to get um, a reasonable name. I mean, uh, you know, you, we've picked up a domain name recently that cost us, you know, $25,000. So um, uh, there is, if, if someone's going to, if you're going to get any kind of type in traffic, it really has to have the .com. But there are also um, vanity names, which are pretty, hold on a second, I got them. I got the okay. switch phones. No problem. Um, actually, I was just going yeah, to so take a quick question from the chair. Um, somebody chimed in and said, since when is on-page optimization trash? Well, Take a do a search in Google for Dill Smack and notice how it it goes to uh, Dave Dave's website without any on page mention of Dill Smack. I mean, it's not that it's trash, but it's definitely like they definitely give a lot more weight to anchor tag and text like that. So I mean, yeah. it's not that it's trash, but on page optimization definitely is over has definitely been overrated. Yeah, I, I actually forgot uh, what was the what was the what was the original question there? Uh, if you um, prefer like the, .com, the portable phone info, died there. Sites. Repeat last, Hello? Andrew. Oh, if you prefer like .coms or .infos. Oh yeah, the, um, I'm sorry. The the end of that was really um, what I call vanity names, and uh, right now there there are still a lot of opportunities to get very cheap vanity names, and that's where you have all these different country codes that end, end in like in .mo or .es or or whatever it is, and uh, they're not. Uh, you can get short domains that spell out a word, and um, kind of like think kind of like what Delicious did. You know, they did dl.icou.us. Now that domain is kind of kind of hooky, but um, even without the um, the, uh, subdom- the the sub the the subdomains, it's still it's still a good idea to go after short, memorable uh, memorable keywords if you can spell out something. Right, those are the two directions I really go. I mean, if yeah, I could get into the IDU, I would do that too for sure. But I was so against. Happen. Like, I thought Delicious was the most stupidest thing in the world. I was like, how? Because I mean, like, when you're on the phone with somebody, try to tell them how to go to Delicious. It's like oh, yeah. impossible. And that yeah, used to be the sure. old. That used to be the old stand, and it was like you gave it the phone test. If you could explain to somebody on the phone, then it was a good domain. But it's, yeah, that's it's all. That, that's a lot why the dot com is still the best way to go. Yeah, and that's that, that's a lot why. Um, the all the poker sites they uh, almost every poker site has uh, whatever poker site name dot dot net as well because that's where they send their non gambling their non gambling traffic like their free sites sure they and they're allowed to advertise that in U S markets so everyone always makes the mistake of going to that poker you know the poker site name dot com and boom they have a they basically just advertise for free 
or, or got around the the law that says they can't advertise their dot com because not in 80, 80 to ninety percent of people are not going to see the dot net and go to the dot com anyway. I'm glad you brought up poker because we didn't have a question about it, but um, I know you have played around in that area and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I, I have a good feeling that you have. Um, Greg Bozer says he'll buy. You know anybody who thinks poker's done, he'll be happy to take their side off their hands. What, what do you feel? I mean, like, do you feel it's coming back? Well, here's the, um, what I feel has gone on here is um, Harris and the other major brick-and-mortar casinos have basically bribed the politicians to make poker illegal in the United States for a two- to three-year period of time so that they can, check up, they, they can catch up as far as their online assets go. It's going to come back. It's going to be legal again, but it's, it's not going to happen until, until they've basically shaken out all the online players and squeezed them for as much as they can. I mean, there there have been huge turnarounds and mergers and acquisitions in the in the um, in the in the space since that that announcement, and that really was the purpose. I mean, I even remember um, the the senator from Tennessee saying how proud he was that you know some of the poker poker online poker sites lost 50 percent of their market cap the day after the announcement. So that really was, and and that really goes to show what the real motivation was there. I mean, maybe the mob isn't completely out of Vegas yet, if you know what I mean. Right. So, well, I think, I think definitely it's in, I mean, it's in the United States' best interest to make it go through Vegas. I mean, why, I mean, otherwise it's sending all this money to, you know, the U.K. or to Ireland and where all these other ones are out of. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, I'm for that, absolutely. but I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's basically just a play to d- destroy the established players right now and give the, give the brick-and-mortar players time to catch up and... As right. soon as they have caught up, there'll probably be some kind of deal where there'll be uh, licenses given out, and that'll be different payoffs on who's going to get the licenses first and things like that. Um, a lot you're going to see some of the brick and mortar houses buying up some of the online gaming things, and yeah, it'll be back once it's in the hands of the hugest corporations that can it can be in. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have sent all those to Bozer. Those people want to sell their sites. I should have bought them myself. <laughs> but oh well, it's not my bag. I've, poker's never been my bag. Anyway, well, yeah, you're, you're still look, you're looking at a wait. I mean, you really are. You're looking yeah. at you're looking at probably a, a two to two to three years before you're going to be able to get to probably get the return on the money that you want, which isn't right. a really a long time horizon, but it is in the in the internet space. Sure, and in two to three years, heck, you could build up your own um, site and backlinks and as an authority, probably in that space in that time. Well, yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, it's still a pain in the I, it, it is a pain in the ass, and it's you know you're, you're still you're rolling the dice, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, on a gambling site. I'd like to think I could do it, but who knows? You're right. Yeah, you know, but, but if I, you know, if I were going to do it, if I were going to start up and get ready for two years from now in that space, um, I would, I would buy, I would buy an existing site from someone who's just like, screw it, I don't want to deal. I lost ninety percent of my revenue. That's, okay, yeah. that's definitely the route I would go. All right. So, all right, getting out of poker, let's get to the next thing, which is a, a post by Cygnus, who um, is pretty well known in a lot of a lot of forums. Um, the first thing he says is, please clarify for the listeners on the difference between black hat SEO and outright fraud. Some still don't seem to understand that black hat that black hat is in essence simply operating outside of the webmaster guidelines provided by the engines, whereas fraud and hacking are fraud uh, and hacking. Yeah, yeah, I think we um, covered really, that. yeah, we we covered it to an extent. I mean, but um, I, that that being said. Um, there are there are people in the in the black hat community that will do that will try to figure out ways to do intricate click fraud. They do have things that are um, that like the armies of uh, professional clickers in India that'll use a dial-up connection to go to a you know an AOL server in the U.S. and they'll just click all day. Um, sure. That stuff happens. And that stuff kind of lumped in with black hat sometimes. And I also know people in the black hat space. A lot of the Russian guys they'll have no problem. Um, Buying a hack site for three to five dollars, and you know, putting their putting their links in, and a lot of times that's classified as classified as black hat, and that probably comes from like we were talking about earlier, the um, from the old black hat, uh, you know, hacker kind of uh, sure. association. So yep. really, it's it's you know, white hat SEO, black hat uh, black hat SEO is as as we run it doesn't really run into fraud. It's really just min min maxing. The algorithms to get to the top, right? So he has a, he has get, another. Um, his actual question is: Do you really think the engines are intent on reducing the made-for-adsense or made-for-ads type sites, given their <laughs> inherent conflict of interest? 
Well, um, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's funny. I mean, I wonder how many times the, uh, the spam team in Ireland is sitting there and saying, we can, uh, you know, we can get rid of 80% of our spam if we just get rid of, uh, uh, if we just give a minus five penalty to any site that runs AdSense. And they're like, well, we don't really need to get rid of spam that badly. You know, so uh, right. I'd imagine that conversation has probably come up because, you know, if, if, if all you're looking for is the most relevant result, one of the things you do is you get rid of the, the easiest way to monetize a broad range of uh, topic contents, and that, of course, is, is, is AdSense. All right. Well, with that, we should go to our second break of the evening. So, Mark, if you're out there, let's go ahead, and we'll be back in two minutes. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Domain Masters. The big news yesterday was that Bill Cosby won the domain name FatAlbert.org. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I think it's a relevant case because uh, he was able to justify the fact that he created the character and therefore he was entitled to it. Domain Masters, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. WMR Records presents a Psy 7 Christmas. Shoe Money stuffs your stocking with such Christmas classics as Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy song with a corncob pipe and a button. And who can forget Shoe Money's beautiful rendition of O Christmas Tree? The critics agree, A Psy 7 Christmas is an instant hit. Richard Newberry of Billboard magazine says, I can't believe they call this crap music. While Jessica Prescott from Rolling Stone magazine quips, I gave a Psy 7 Christmas to my kids last Christmas and they straight up slapped me. And Tommy Dawkins from the BBC said, it's rubbish. This album has single-handedly ruined Christmas for me for years to come. A Psy 7 Christmas. Your holidays are not complete without it. Available on 8-track and cassette at your local Woolworth stores. Merry Christmas from Shoe Money. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade, Jerry Shoemaker. All right, welcome back. And let's get back to the questions. I have one right. in the chat room. Okay, uh, it out. Yambo wants to know, what are Quad's preferred monetization strategies and what are preferred payment reception avenues? All right. Um, as far as um, which ways to go, I like, uh, I like going uh, affiliate, affiliate programs. I, the best way to go, I think, would be to start your own affiliate program if you can. That's the most preferred way because I think there are, there are ways right now that if you, run, if you run your own affiliate program that you could do things to have those links actually count for SEO. And um, moving forward, I'm gonna, you're going to see more of that as, as Microsoft and Yahoo and Google, they, they're going to want to push the users directly to whatever the, uh, the, the target of the affiliate site is for the product. And as far as... Um, as far as uh, if, if you want to get in on if you want to get in on that before it happens, you're going to want to have a an affiliate program already built up and a network of affiliates, 
And when I say that, you don't you don't want to use something like uh, an intermediator, an, interme- an intermediary like uh, CC Bill or something like that. You'd ra- really rather have running your own affiliate software, processing your own payments like that, and uh, making payments out to other people. As far as which way to go for, um, which way do I prefer to have payments? I like to have uh, wire, uh, you know, wired payments. Um, if we, you know, I have to deal with PayPal. I'm not really a, a huge fan, but they're universally accepted. So uh, I do use some PayPal. I don't think, uh, I don't think that they're, they, they fight as hard as they can on chargebacks. But you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. So you got to go with them. I'm a big fan of PayPal. I mean, I know I know they have downsides, but I've done really well with them. And um, I mean, I, I know. I mean, it seems like they they have a process. And even though I do hate the chargebacks, but I still feel that it kind of evens out. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear you. I think I think it's. I mean, I I do like it as a merchant. I hate it when I get ripped off, like as a mm-hmm. as a buyer. But I mean, as a seller, I really like it. Um, yeah, and. and being someone that has a lot of subscriptions and reoccurring now three years on some, I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta say, I was really nervous for a long time of putting that much weight in the basket, but yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, um, it, it is a little nerve wracking. I mean, they, they, they are, they basically are a bank, and they're not regulated at all like a bank, right? So, um, they don't have the same asset, uh, asset or uh, reporting requirements. I mean, it's, it's good that they're, you know, they're owned by eBay, so they are pretty secure, but. They can they can basically do whatever they want, and um, uh, if their their support is is almost non-existent, so you really have to just know what you're doing. You have to, you know, swallow it when you have to swallow it. But you know, it is it's accepted almost everywhere. I mean, not in not in a lot of countries that uh, some of the countries that you want to be in, but it's accepted most everywhere, and uh, yeah, you know, it works. Yeah, I've really never I've really never had a problem. Um, I mean, I had I had one time a guy ripped me off for about four hundred bucks, but I have a guy that I use that's like super good at pulling docs, and by docs I mean like he'll give me everything from the person's driver's license number to his social security to his parents' work info, and they're I mean he's awesome, and so I can use some of those methods to recover lost people that ripped huh. me off. Maybe I'll. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're really, really good. To have. Maybe I'll grab that from you later on. I got a, I got yeah, a couple totally. of, uh, one or one or two thousand dollar ones that I need, wouldn't mind going after if I, yeah, if I can bother to bend over to pick it up. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, the way I feel when somebody rips me off, I will spend you know two to three times what it costs me just to just to freaking get them back. I mean, yeah, I just I am freaking vindictive when somebody comes after me and and purposely frauds me and rip them off. I don't call the cops. I find out their info and their parents, and I call them. I post all their info everywhere. And what kind of jackasses they are, but that's yeah, just me. I'm not advising people do that, but that's what I do. So yeah, I, um, I, um, I, I, I get that 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 urge to do that initially, but uh, a lot of times I just, you know, maybe I need an apartment to follow. I need a collection department for for some of the things. I mean, I have a couple. I have a couple that are like you know thirteen hundred or two thousand, where they just right. they, they went to the credit card company. And, uh, they went to PayPal first. PayPal said no. Then they went to the credit card company and stopped the payment to PayPal. And right. I'm like. Uh, well, and I asked PayPal, okay, well, who, you know, you know, give me the sure. person's information. You need the, you need the subpoena or something like that. I'm like, all right. I'm telling you that forget it. The, the guy I use, I only have to give him usually an email, or sometimes I've only even given him the email for PayPal, and maybe if, I mean, and he will return me like every forum the person's ever posted. And it's such amazing information. Anyway. We can maybe I'll have him on for a show someday, but yeah, that, um, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> he's <laughs> really, really incredible. Yeah, I've told him that he needs to open his own business and do it for people because I mean I I think he keeps busy just on what I do and what, what I refer to him. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, another another topic, another show. All right, so uh, here's we a actually, question by we've got a caller on the line. Okay, I didn't know we had a caller. Caller, are you on the line? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. I uh, Shu and Quat. I have uh, a hey. question for Quat. What I would like to know is how do you try out new techniques and how do you keep track of them? That, that, that's actually a, that's actually a really good question. Um, a lot of times, a lot of times, I'll get uh, uh, people people are emailing me with new new and different ways to do things, and uh, I, I aming me prob- uh, as much as probably anyone out there. And a lot a, a lot of times, I really don't even have time to try it out. So I'll I'll ask some of the other people that are in my IM list 
to say, okay, here's this, here's this, just go and just go and do this like this and see if it works because you know I can only have so many balls up in the air at the same time, and um, when they come back and they say, yeah, it works, then we will really we'll really you know hit it hard until until it gets fixed or if it doesn't get fixed, we'll just set up a set up a shop to just repeat the processes across a lot of different verticals. Now, um, and quads, do you use uh, some? I mean, do you use any a lot of tracking software or like? Um, like I, I like Crazy Egg, but there's also you know Click Tracks and and stuff like that. Do you, what do you use? Yeah, like in um, tracking. Click, tra- click, tra- click Tracks is really great. Um, they're they're licen- the the licensing is a little bit expensive, uh, and they're but the reporting on it is, is pretty good. As far as um, some of the, a lot of a lot of the reporting stuff that we do, we actually have customized. Like we'll do stuff for um, for for example, um, what's it called? Uh, when we trade traffic with other people, we'll have a we'll have we have a out of the box scripts and we'll do add-ons on top of them Got for uh, for, tra- for traffic trades and you know in traffic trades you know I'm not sure if you've been in that in that field at all but you have a lot of people that are out there that are trying to to scam you or rip you off and you'll see oh wait a minute why is uh why did I get a hundred why did I get a a hundred clicks from this IP with zero productivity on the site okay this guy's this guy's a scammer you know we you boot sure. him off and you, you out him to everyone and you get them taken down. As far as uh, other tracking things, I mean, it really does. It really does get to be a headache when you have, as, as you probably know, a, you know, a thousand domains uh, and a bunch of different registrars. As far as what, what's going where, and um, really just figuring out exactly what problem you want to tackle, and uh, outlining it to you know your programmers and having a good communication there, you can uh, usually get exactly what you need done for really not that expensive, considering how much time you're going to save. Got you. Um, uh, Eddie, do we have a do we have another caller on the line? I guess no, we don't. Okay, I thought we had one, and I guess they hung up. All right, so um, I also I had a little word association game I wanted to play with you. And basically, what it is is I just say a word, and you just say the first thing that comes into your head. Okay, one word or a bunch of words for, for, um, for my reply. I have no for one, my reply. Do I do I give you like a sentence, or do I just say like if you say black, I say purple? Yeah, if just one the word would be cool. First thing that comes to your mind. First yeah, the first thing that comes, thing that comes to, mind. to your mind. Okay. All right, ready? All right, sure. Yahoo. Purple. <laughs> White hat. <laughs> I'm sorry. White what hat. Second one. White hat. Uh, um. I don't know. I don't really. I, okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Ready? Matt Cut. Sorry. Good ambassador for Google. Okay, shoe money. Good radio show. Inter- interesting guy. <laughs> All right, hacker. Uh, I think of arsenic. Okay, Danny Sullivan. Uh, the the godfather of search. Spam. Uh, search engine placements above mine. Okay, arbitrage. Um, capitalizing on the differences in bid ask markets. Link bait. Um, S- uh, White Hat SEO of the future. Google. Uh, s- still the top dog. The, All right, dig. You know, the, I'm sorry? Dig. <laughs> um, <laughs> 15,000 uniques a day. Nice. Jason Calcanis. <laughs> Jason Calcanis. I think that I rank sixth or seventh for him. <laughs> All right, nice. That's basically it. So <laughs> let's get to some more questions. Um, it says, you've been blogging. Uh, actually, Reesh wrote this on my blog. It said, you've been blog tagged by multiple persons, but have yet to respond with the five things about yourself most people don't know. So how about it? Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, uh, in regards to the blog tag, I think I saw one of them, but I, I haven't been uh, haven't been basically reading anything for about the last three weeks. I've been uh, on a quasi-vacation, but, you know, uh, five things about me uh, that, that most people don't know. Um, I'll probably have to put that into a blog post, and I probably will do it at some point in the future. But Can you give us most one? people don't know much of anything about me. So basically anything I put out there is, uh, will probably be new information. I'm, I'm, I'm secretive. I'm a lot more... You know, guarded and secretive than uh, than a lot of people. So, sure. Uh, so, all right. We'll so figure out, we'll, we'll figure out which way to go on that. 
there's a there's a second. So so, do you think you'll eventually post something like that? Um, yeah, I, I, I will. It'll, it'll it'll probably be uh probably be in the next two weeks. I'm going to I'm, I'm you know I'm leaving New York in two days to go down to Rio de Janeiro, and then I'm there for for seven days, and then I'm going over to Florianopolis to to buy a place. So okay. I know you you seem to travel constantly. Every time yeah. I every time I catch you on Instant Messenger, it seems like you're in a different country. So <laughs> it's true. All right. Yeah. So well, that's, this, uh, that's that's part of you know that is really why I got into the internet game. I mean, it was sure. is the freedom to freedom to go and do whatever you want. And uh, you know, before you have kids, before you're tied, before you're really tied down, uh, you know, make make the best of it. Make uh, yep. go wherever, go everywhere, try everything. Sure. You know, you're only you're only here once. Would you? I mean, I the, the number one thing I always say is is test. Like every, people email me all these things and say, hey, what do you think of this? And I said, well, have you tested it? And they always say no. <laughs> and I'm always <laughs> like. Why not? You're you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, uh, people, a lot of people come to me with stuff and they say, hey, could we try this new technique in conjunction with everything else you're doing? And I'm like, well, have you tried it on its own and see if it gets any kind of results? Because I get get proposed to do a lot of of partnerships. I'm I'm sure you do too, right? Oh, Like a lot of people come to you and say, hey, hey, I have this great idea or we're doing this new technique over here. Come on, let's do it. And, you know, invariably I'll be like, you know, I'm really, really not that interested. Sure. But you're right. I have, uh, I have a lot of, of really, really close friends from my old days of, of Unix security ex- admin experience, and they've got these great, awesome ideas, and they're, they're showing me their business plans, and I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I'm not going to read that, but, you know, <laughs> let me know how it goes. But yeah. anyway. We've got a, we have a caller on the line. We've got Jason. Jason, is this Jason D? It is. is indeed. Hey, hey how are you doing? How are you guys? Good to Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Welcome New Year, to to the Net Income Show with uh with Quadzilla. So yeah, we have J- two... J- Jason Jason and I had a sit down in uh in, in London when I was there a couple of weeks ago. It was uh some interesting stuff going back and forth there. I bet. What did you say, Jason? There, there was indeed, there was indeed something. I was going to let the world in on one interesting thing about Quadzilla. There was a secret meeting in London between he and I. <laughs> awesome. Oh, sorry, did I scoop you there, Jason? Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, I think you did, Quad. I think you did. <laughs> but uh, um, hope, hopefully you enjoyed your steak. Oh, absolutely. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jason has a lot of interesting uh, interesting things to talk about. If you ever get a chance to to grab his ear, definitely bother him. It's uh, it's um, it, it'll be worth your time if you can get it. Awesome. Well, well, thank cool. you. Let, let me ask you a question, Quad, mm-hmm. and uh, to you as well, Shu. Um, I've just posted over on Threadwatch a security-related black hat potentially thing, which is why I'm actually calling to ask. Google have an anti-phishing toolbar. Um, that actually does a very, very, very good job of trying to protect users the world over from phishing attempts that are out there when people try to capture usernames and passwords by false web pages and so on and so forth. But there is, a, unfortunately, a subtle security flaw in there that makes all these usernames and passwords, hundreds of thousands of them, publicly available. The question to you guys would be, do you think of something naughty you could do with that in search? Hmm. Well, uh, um, from uh, it's interesting. I mean, <laughs> this probably isn't the, isn't wouldn't be the best wouldn't be the best way to way to attack it. But I have heard from uh, from sources that uh, Google tracks just about just about everything when it comes to uh, when it comes to websites, including Gmail uh, instances of the domain in in Gmails that are, are that are sent back and forth. Uh, so even if uh, if you have a URL in a Gmail. I mean, it's not—it's probably not a huge ranking factor, but that is tracked, and and it is another instance of the URL. And like I said, that's probably not the best way to 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 approach something like that. And uh, also, like we talked about earlier, that pro- uh, phishing really does fall into a little bit more outside of what I'm comfortable with. Uh, what about you, Shu? What would you what would you think about something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, it's not something I would be comfortable with, but I can definitely think of a lot of things. I mean, if people have users usernames and passwords. I mean, for instance, with Gmail. They could all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they wouldn't have to change their username and password. They could just make Google pages and put tons of, you know, more crap yeah. on there. I mean, that, there would be an instant, if you could collect 100,000 Gmail usernames and passwords, you could create 100,000 unique Google page 
say. Guys, may I, may I interject for just a moment? It, yes. I just want to say it was a rhetorical question more, more than anything else, and I'm okay. not advocating using essentially hacked email accounts or right. accounts. Sure, sure. It was, it, it was really a rhetorical question about how it could potentially be used, and unfortunately, how the Google have this uh, security flaw has just become public. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other things, I mean, it's, you bring it up, I mean, I can just name off the top of my head, you would also have access, because Google has this one login system, you would automatically have access to AdWords, you know, AdSense, search, hi um, search history. Yeah, search, yeah, there's search history. I mean, the search data history. there. <laughs> That's pretty I mean, crazy. you name That's it. I mean, you could, you could log into someone's Ad AdWords account, and, you know, heck, let's say you want to spend $10,000 on MySpace and $5 a click. I mean, that's yeah. going to run up their bill pretty fast. I mean, that's very yeah, well, scary. Yeah, sure is. So hopefully Google gets uh, gets everything squared away there before things get well, out of hand. You know, I, I, I will say this about Google: they're very, they're very, they've been very quick at, at patching up zero-day exploits. Yeah. Like um, we we've seen it. I've seen it at least three or four times in the past where um, something comes out and three days later they have. Uh, even if it's not the best solution, they have a solution when it comes to security. They they really do try to stay on top of it. Yeah, I, I think, like, protecting users' data, like, this kind of stuff, they definitely do. I think, like, I've, I've been amazed at how slow they are to react to black eyes, like, in the search engine page, you know, like, just in the SERPs. Like, oh, uh, wow. how something will rank, and it will be just really embarrassing to them, and they'll let it go just forever. But But, yeah, as far as, like, if a, when bugs come out, even with like Google Checkout, as much many black eyes as that has, it seems like they jump on things pretty fast when people complain. So, but again, it's reactionary. Google is such a yeah. reactionary company. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jason, for your for your question. Thanks for calling. Thanks, in. guys. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, thank Jason. you, Jason. Good to talk to you again, as always. We do have another question from the chat room from Dillinger. Okay. Um, wants to know, has he ever had problems with someone reporting him to Google AdSense, Yahoo, affiliate programs, et cetera? Well, um, I, 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 they didn't see, see me on the reports, but um, I have been bad from AdSense. I have been bad from AdWords. Um, and um, I have had warnings from affiliate programs, or uh, very often I'll get, <laughs> very often I'll get um, the email where the hell is all this traffic coming from, or why are you why are you making this kind of money? We need to know right away what's going on, and I have to, you know, think of you know the latest and greatest, you know, cover story for it. Yeah. So I mean, um, I'm sure you, you get those emails too. I'm sure where they're just like, all right, where is all this traffic coming from? We, we, you know, if you don't report, if you don't tell, come back to us in 48 hours, you know, we're going to suspend your account and take back all the money we've ever given you. The um, like, I, I got to say with with uh, with Commission Junction, yes, I get that a lot. <laughs> With um, with with the Zoogle ads, for the most part, I show them everything I'm doing before I do it, and mm -hmm. and they're very cool about it. Um, and they're not like I mean they know that I, I I just come up with ideas and and roll with it, and and I'll I'll say hey I'm doing this, and I launch it that same second. So mm -hmm. I basically alert them, and until I hear no, you can't do that. Um, I've I've been I mean I've never been banned from AdWords or AdSense despite you know supposedly I have the sure way of cloaking you know <laughs> that was reported in right. Forbes and all that what a joke sure. that was <laughs> so I mean I I really don't do that much black hat stuff I mean I, uh, I actually don't hardly do any black hat the only thing I think I do that would even be close would be um, playing a little bit with uh, cloaking for the AdSense bot. But or the not the AdSense bot, but the AdWords yeah. bot. The quality, the quality score thing, trying to tweak that down. So, yeah. You know, otherwise, yeah, I mean, cloaking, cloaking. It's surprising how many times it it comes in useful for different things that you wouldn't even think of. Where, right. um, where you're just like, you know, what would be good here is to, is to cloak. Right now, what you know, Webmaster World is onto it, and so is the New York Times. Sure. And, uh, I have a question yeah. for you. Um, just something that I've been recently playing with a little bit, and uh, is basically. If you have AdSense on a site, why should you ever show that to uh, a bot? Like, for instance, wouldn't it be more relevant to show your maybe a link within your site that would help them index your pages better than it would be to show them AdSense? Oh, sure. I mean, and so, I mean, uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think like you would be? I mean, would you say that's black hat, gray, or white? I mean, well, or would you categorize something like that? Well, I, um, I, I would. 
um, it doesn't really matter what I think so much as what Google thinks. I mean, they're, um, and that really changes depending on who you are. I mean, if you're the New York Times, you can cloak. If you're the average guy, they say that you can't, but they're not all that strict on cl- uh, cracking down on cloaking. The one thing they really don't want, and I, and I tend to agree with, is uh, uh, off-topic cloaking. Like, well, that's where you'll have, you know, you'll spam Paris, you'll, you'll spam, uh, you know, Paris Hilton or some random term and send it mm-hmm. all to poker, you know, to right. a poker page. They, they don't want that, and, uh, and I certainly uh, understand and appreciate why, they would, uh, why they'd want to get rid of that. But as sure. far as cloaking where you still have the same, essentially the same content or the same theme, they're not all that hard on it. They have a lot bigger fish to fry, in my opinion. Sure. And I, and I mean, I know they make, like, they just made the rule about having images next to AdSense. And I had mm-hmm. so many people, because I just gave this presentation in Chicago about the gray area of contextual advertising, and for a lot of it I used uh, images and showed different ways that people are using images. Well, I don't think it was, you know, a reaction to my presentation, but it just so happened a couple weeks later, they come out and yeah. say, you can't use images. But yeah. I also know of two really pretty big sites that still use images, and they told me they were given express consent by Google to use images because it was, uh, blah, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it was you know, what, it, what, it, yeah, what it boils down to is relevant. You, you have the, it was relevant. You have, yeah, you, if, you have, if you have a lot of value and it is relevant, then, then you'll probably get away with it a little bit more. Yep. Uh-huh. And also, but, I mean, I know, I know of a site that still does this. It's a major, major hosting site that uh, they use hidden text to get better targeting for AdWords. And they, and they actually use the AdWords tag, or the AdSense, I'm sorry, for AdSense. And they actually use, you know, the start indexing here. They put all kinds of hidden text and then the stop mm-hmm. indexing. And they have, again, permission from AdSense to do that. And yeah. so it's like, just like many other things, I mean, all these people on these forums are going, hey, this guy's breaking the rules. Hey, this guy's... In. You really need to worry about yourself, I think, exactly. because a lot of these people really have permission to do what they're doing. I mean, AdSense yeah. is pretty on top of it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, really, the, bo- the, bottom, the bottom line is, uh, when it, for what I do anyway, is I look at what works and what works for me. And uh, I think that's wherever, what everyone should be looking at is you know, what works for you, what's working for someone else, how can I copy what they're doing right in my own business? And not worry so much about, you know, is it, is it technically falling about this side of uh, white hat or black hat or gray hat. Just, you know, do what works. And, uh, you know, at, uh, at the end of the day, if you, if, if you have a, if you have a good, uh, good check, you know, a good check coming to you, you've probably done something right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Google can see, I mean, like, People think, like, I mean, it's, it's just so funny. Like, the whole thing in Forbes came out, and they were like, oh, she money's going to be banned. He's going to be made an example of. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I never really, I mean, do people really think Google is that stupid where they pay me, you know, 140000 a month in AdSense, and I was doing arbitrage and cloaking? And I'm like, they look at their biggest, you know, last, I don't even know where I rank, but I'm sure I make enough that it raises a flag that people double-check what I'm doing. So, well, I mean, on the other hand, they are they are firm on some things. I mean, we've had... We've had, uh, we're, you know, we're still in discussions on some things where, you, you know, I, told, I think I told you about it. We're making, we're making a thousand a day on something, and they said, you know, you can't do this just because of, you know, what it's associated with. So, yeah, yeah, know, they, they, I remember they, that. They, and actually, the AdWords, the AdWords team was totally cool with it. It came from a little bit higher up. So mm. it's, it's like any other big corporation. There's politics involved, and it's, if you if you can play certain of those aspects, you might be able to find a niche that other people aren't even allowed to compete with you in. Which, yeah, uh, I gotta say, in in the last couple of days, I've I've almost really felt bad for Google because it seems like they finally hit that tipping point to where they're viewed like how Microsoft came up through the ranks, and you know they were because we were kind of getting owned by Japan there for a long time in technology, right. and it was like oh Microsoft sure. coming up and they're fighting Apple and they're or they're doing their thing, and not yeah. even, this is way before Apple. Right. And, and then all of a sudden they got too big, and then people started bashing them, and then Apple rose up the same way, and then Apple got too big. and people. But then it's like now Google has almost reached a tipping point, and it was like I kind of realized it about the same time that there was the, the you know, like the, the click fraud AIT case, which people made the bigger deal about the terrorist stuff, which I thought, well, <laughs> if it brings the click fraud to the forefront, whatever. You know, I mean, right. click fraud is a huge issue that Google needs to address. But sure. Well, Sure, but in but the yeah, last week, you see people just attacking almost every. I mean, like even the guy, the the Firefox 
lead developer came out and said, you know, that he's he's really fed up with Google and their and their marketing tactics and all that stuff. Well, I mean, they, Google hasn't really even scratched the surface of what they what what they can do, and they're just they're trying to walk that the. In my opinion, they're wa- trying to walk the line of uh, of staying staying in a good perception in the public eye and uh, still making a making a healthy profit. And it's going to be you know it's going to be a challenge going forward. And um, they got some smart people on board. Maybe they'll be up for it. All right. So so in closing, do you have any tips or word of advice for all the all the people out there? Uh, well, if um. I, like I, what I would say right now is that in Google's current algorithm, the trust of the domain is supremely important. So if um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do white hat, or even if, you know if you're gonna do black hat or white hat or whatever you're gonna do is for a site, you don't want to start it, in my opinion, on a, a fresh domain. Like you don't want to go to you don't want to go to GoDaddy, register a domain, and and then you know start going from there. You really want to shell out the money in the beginning. Take a site with a history. Take a site with some backlinks and develop it from there, because um, you're going to save yourself a ton of time, and uh, you know you're going to make a lot more money a lot quicker. You're going to see a lot quicker results. That's that's where right. things are right now. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's a yeah. lot of time. I think is this the first show you've ever done on anywhere anytime? This is the first one. You got you got the first all right. one. All right. All right. And, I'm, uh, I'm just piggybacking off of your New York Times success. I got we, now we have all the sophisticated listeners. Oh man, that was I was really surprised at that. My shoe money vanity Google alert went off and I was yeah. like, "Oh great." And then I saw that I was like, "Wow, that's okay." I didn't sound like a complete jackass on that, so I was pretty happy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um Eddie, thank you. Eddie's been producing us all along. I said Mark a few times, but Eddie's the man for the show. Thank you very much. And Andrea as always did a fantastic job. We'll see you next week everybody. Um we're going to have another Great guest. I'm hoping to have Darren Rouse on from Pro Blogger, but I'm not totally confirmed on that yet. So I know he's doing a little traveling. Otherwise, we have some other big names uh, coming up for the to wrap up the net income season. So we'll see you next week, everybody.